you are listening to Rootbound, a podcast about plants for when you're stuck inside. Rootbound is brought to you by raspberries, an aggregate of droplets you can count on. An aggregate of droplets. Hey there, my name is Steve, and I want to thank you for listening to this episode of Rootbound. So, both of the plants we're going to talk about on this episode of Rootbound are edible, and they also, you harvest them from underground, and that had me thinking about all those words for things that, that are part of a plant but underground, and I've always been a little confused about what all those words means, and so... I did a little research and I'm going to share that with you now. And those words I'm talking about are roots. That's I think that's pretty clear. We kind of know what roots are, but but what about tubers and rhizomes and bulbs and corms? What are all those things and how are they different? Is the question I was having earlier today and I looked it up and I'm going to see if I can recite this to you to see how much I absorbed myself. So Roots are the part of the plant that is underground. Okay, that's pretty clear, as I said before. Now, a tuber can be in either an enlarged root or an enlarged underground stem that is used for storing nutrients uh, for the next year. A lot of those underground features of plants are for storing energy for the next growing season. And that's what a tuber is. And there are stem tubers and there are root tubers. And that has to do with what kind of part of the plant they are. Sometimes tubers are enlarged stolons. I talked about stolon one time, which are these parallel uh, to the ground growths, kind of like uh, a strawberry or, or actually uh, mint does that as well. If you have enlarged stolons underground, those can be tubers, stem tubers. A rhizome is pretty similar to a tuber. Uh, in fact, I read somewhere that maybe you could consider enlarged rhizomes, tubers. I'm not clear on that. Botanists, get at me if you want to clarify. It is a little confusing, I think. Uh, a rhizome is not always a, a, a uh, plant, part of a plant that stores energy. Sometimes it's just a way that the plant reproduces just under the surface, a parallel to the, the ground, and it puts off roots at uh, regular intervals, and it puts off stems at regular intervals, underground parallel. But if those become enlarged, they can be also, uh, I guess, uh, stem tubers or root tubers. Something like that. <laughs> I'm not going to be very precise today. Um, now, corms and bulbs are a little bit different. Now, I, I do understand that a lot of people will call any of these underground things that you put that you plant underground bulbs that is a general catch-all term but botanically is not correct uh, a a let's just start with a corm a corm is a, an enlarged base of a stem that is underground that stores energy for the next year and then a bulb is kind of like an entire plant on its own with the root uh, this outer casing, and then the actual stem is inside that little bulb, 
And a great example of that is garlic. Garlic and, and most of the alliums are bulbs, true bulbs. So I hope that was a little bit enlightening for, for everyone here. I, I think I understand these words a little bit more. Not perfectly. It's still a little confusing. But uh, that's what I have to share today. And let's learn about some other tubers or rhizomes. Uh, here we go. In the underground You'll find someone true Down in the underground A land serene A crystal moon ah! Hey Kimani, thanks for coming on Rootbound. Oh, thank you for having me. Um, well, just before we get started, I want to set the scene. You can hear these lovely sounds. Hopefully they're not too distracting to you, uh, listener. Uh, we are sitting in a park near the Potomac, and it is summer, and so those are cicadas, the annual cicadas that come up every year. Really great sounds. I, I call them the evening alarm. They, like, start this around this time of uh, day, uh, letting everyone knows, know that it is evening. But yes, Kamani, do you have a plant to share with us today? Yes, I want to talk about turmeric. Oh man, that's exciting. I know very little about turmeric. I started experimenting with it a little bit last year, but just like the powder, I've never grown it. So anyway, let's let's get right into turmeric. Why did you choose turmeric? Why is turmeric meaningful to you? Turmeric is meaningful to me because I just, I used it for my skin. So I have really bad um, eczema. Mm -hmm. And someone said, you need to put some turmeric on your face. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay. So I started getting the powder and um, start putting it on my face and experimenting with it on my face and my eczema really cleared up. And so over time I started growing my own food and I was like, someone would say, you grow your own turmeric? And I was like, no. And they was like, it's easy to grow. So you should grow your own turmeric. And so I guess about me two years now, I started growing my own turmeric. Interesting. Now this is the one, and I think I might know this now, but when I first heard about growing your own turmeric, I was like, isn't that a tropical plant? How do you grow that? Like, doesn't it just die in the winter? And like, what, what's the deal with growing that in a, in a place that's not like uh, So, tropical? growing like here in um, D.C. area, we grow it outside during the summer months, and then I have to take it inside oh. during the winter time. But I usually harvest it around like... November, right before it gets really, really cold, so it usually die back by then. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cool. And then, and then you just like save some of those little rhizomes, rhizomes until the next year. Yeah. I gotta do that. That's. Cool. Or I just go to the um, my local grocery store and pick up some more rhizomes and grow some more turmeric. Um, but one little turmeric rhizome can give you a whole lot of turmeric. So oh. you know, I don't really have to go buy some the next year, but I usually like to do it just because. Yeah, yeah. So how how does that work when you put one in the ground? You had a little video on your uh, on your Instagram that I shared recently. You put it in the ground. When they grow in there, are they like connected by little roots, and you get kind of like a string of them. You get like a string of them, um, and then a, a beautiful plant comes out of it, mm. and it's like it's the most beautiful plant I ever seen in my life. Yeah. But once you dig it up later on, then it has all these turmeric tubulars or rhizomes together, and you just cut those off and clean them and you have turmeric. Man, that's my project for next year. You, when do you plant them normally? What's your time? I usually plant them around March. Okay. March, right. April. I'm this, gonna do it. Yeah, March, April. Yeah. Cool. That's good. I'm, I'm gonna do that. Um, cool. Well, do you have some fun facts and dazzling details about turmeric? Oh, just like turmeric has been around for over 4,000 years. Wow. Can you believe that? Yeah. And like South Asia, that's where they discovered it. Mm -hmm. You know, in mm -hmm. um, South Asia years ago and then um, 
from there, you know, most people use it as a as a spice. Mm-hmm. But in some um, countries, they use it as uh, a religious ceremony, mm-hmm. and they put it all in the skin, and it's supposed to make you feel good and happy and just exciting about it. So yeah. Yeah. The, actually, on that note, my one experience with turmeric, a number of years ago, I was in a wedding in India. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm blanking the name, so apologies, I'll, I'll maybe <laughs> to fill it in. But there's a particular, you know, when, uh, Indian weddings have several stages. And one of the stages, the bride, it's a turmeric ceremony. And they cover the, the, the bride with this turmeric paste that's supposed to make your skin glowing. And then also, every now and then, everyone, everyone else gets a little bit of turmeric on their face, too. So I have some pictures of me with, like, you know, dots of turmeric on my face uh, in oh. Kolkata, India, which is cool. But that's my only real connection with it. So speaking of that, that was what I did at first. So when people told me to put turmeric on my face, I was putting turmeric on my face. And there was a glow to the point where I was permanent orange for a a minute. And people was like, why are you so orangey? (laughs) But yeah, that that was a crazy time where now I know how to balance it out where I maybe do a turmeric mask like once a week Mm. and, and, and keep a glow. And I, and I want to glow now. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? That's... Live golden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have to try that. Um, apologies, listeners, for that plane. We are also right under the flight line. I realize now of uh, Washington National Airport. <laughs> uh, but 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 uh, you know that's that's what you get in the city. You get the Potomac River, and you get airplanes, and you get traffic sound and cicadas. So uh, it's a it's a audio landscape for the mind. Yes, um, I'm I'm loving it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> um, yeah, what else you got? You, uh, Kimani has uh, some some. Some good. good pages of notes here. So, what so, else? <laughs> so the benefits not only for the skin and and making my skin look vibrant and young because I am getting older. You know, I want to stay <laughs> as young as I can. But then I learned that like I I suffered from depression a couple mm. years ago, and it said you know take some tumor milk, make some tumor milk, and that will help you with your depression. Mm-hmm. And so once I started doing some tumor milk, I realized that my depression was like fading away, and you know. That's where the whole gardening thing came in. Mm. You know, that was a way of um, fixing my mental health. Mm -hmm. And I think the turmeric played a a big part of it. Also, you know, it could prevent cancer. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Most people are like, what? Mm -hmm. So now I create these um, turmeric gummy bears. And um, I take two to three gummy bears every day. Um, turmeric. Oh, nice. So I'm feeding my inside of my body and I'm still putting it on the outside of my body. Wow, wow. Very interesting. Yeah. and and with the turmeric you grow, what what are some of the things that you do with the turmeric that you grow yourself? Like, how do you use that little rhizome on your? So I usually once I dig it up, I dry it out for mm-hmm. a couple of days, put it in like a brown paper bag, mm-hmm. and put it in my basement, let it sit there for a couple of weeks, and then I just go and and grind it up, dehydrate it, grind it up into more powder. Mm. Um, I make um, lemonade with it, oh, turmeric yeah. lemonade. Oh, of course, the turmeric milk, as I said. And now I've gotten into um, cocktails. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. adult cocktails. Nice, nice. And so I make a, a mean, mean pineapple turmeric um, margarita. Oh, that sounds good. And then yeah. to activate the turmeric, you also always supposed to put like black pepper in it. So when I make oh, yeah. these drinks, I put the black pepper in it. And then I sweeten it up a little bit with some simple syrup um, or coconut syrup to make it a little bit sweet, too. Yeah, now that you bring that up, I remember reading at one point, I had some turmeric in my ca- my counter. I was like, what should I do with this? And something was like, yeah, if black pepper helps turmeric work better. Yes. And so then I made like a little, like, it was a non-alcoholic cocktail, but it was like <laughs> apple cider vinegar, water, turmeric, 
black pepper and I'm a beekeeper, so honey goes into like everything. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, cool. But yeah, so the black pepper activated. Um, you want to do that all the time, even when you're putting it on your skin. You mm, know, you mm, want to okay. put mix it with some turmeric paste and put a little um, black pepper in it, like mostly like the ground up um, mm-hmm. black pepper, and then put it on your face and then let it sit for a couple of days. I mean, a couple of minutes, and mm. then um, wash it off, and mm. you have glowing skin. Wow. Um, yeah. Cool. What else? Arthritis. A lot of um, African American people suffer from arthritis. You know, and they said that's a good thing, turmeric. So all these medicinal use are really coming into play as I really navigate this journey with growing turmeric and as well as ginger. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I use them together sometimes, but turmeric, I just love it. You know, I love the taste of it. Yeah. Um, I make my own curry now. Nice. You know, you, nice. we talked about, you asked me about what I do with it. So I make my own curry with it. Um, as I said before, lemonade, different things, you know, um, rice, oh, yeah, turmeric man. rice. Nice. I mean, you could do so much with it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I need to explore this more for sure. Yeah. Um, you got anything else on your notes there? Dazzling details, fun facts about <laughs> well, turmeric? Well, the fun, the really fun fact is that, I mean, you use it, you use turmeric, um, put it on your face, your skin, drink it, it makes you want to glow, it makes you happy. They said the more turmeric you drink or put on your skin or intake, it makes you feel good. It makes you happy. And I want to be happy now. For this I need some turmeric, about a teaspoon here. Mm, Beautiful golden powder. Thanks for sharing turmeric with me. Do you mind if I share a plant with you? Sure, go ahead. All right, so this is a plant that's fairly common, and and you might know some of this stuff, but bear with me because maybe there's some surprises. But when you said you were going to pick turmeric, I was like, what's going to go with that? And I was like, well, let me pick another orange root. So I chose sweet potato as my plant. Okay, cool. Yeah, which is, which is a plant that, you know, my history with sweet potato, I was born in Texas, and but I lived a big chunk of my life in Texas, a big chunk of my life in California before I became an adult. And I do I did realize then in Texas, sweet potatoes were like a thing, and they were like served in a lot of meals, and there were sweet potato pies a thing, and like, you know. Mm-hmm. But in California, sweet potato wasn't as much of a thing. It was like basically only Thanksgiving and that was it so uh, now back here in Virginia it's more of a thing but that was kind of my first introduction to sweet potato but uh, two or three years ago now I think three I decided to grow sweet potatoes for the first time uh, do, you, do you grow sweet potatoes I have yeah it, it's fun. so my story about the sweet yeah, potato yeah. when I guess we could we can yeah, mention please. that and when we're talking about it it's like I decided to grow it because I was like okay I'm gonna grow it. I'm gonna see if I can grow it and I grew like over 50 pounds of sweet Dude. potatoes. And the next year I was like, I'm not growing no more sweet potatoes. Because I, I didn't know what to do with them. That first year, I so I only I only grew I only grew 26 pounds, but it was in one bed. Yeah. It was six plants. And my largest one was four and a half pounds. Okay. It was massive. <laughs> um, and I somehow used them all. But then the next year I didn't get as much. I think it's because I didn't like put as much compost as I needed to. I think the soil was a little depleted. Or yeah. depleted, and most of the time, what you need to do is you have to rotate your crop. Yeah. So you can't put the sweet potatoes in the same, same pile yeah. that you did it before. That's a so good point. that's what I've, I've learned. So I, I, I got a fair amount last year, and I, I did have enough. I had a few, and then I did grow my own slips again. So this is the second year I've been growing my own slips. I put them in way too late this year. Okay. But, so I may not even get any roots, but... No, the other, you'll probably get some about November. We'll see. I, 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 I put them in the ground in June, so that's pretty late. 
But we'll we'll see. I mean, yeah. it doesn't get frost here till pretty late, so we'll see. But the other thing is, is I learned recently, and you probably know this, is that sweet potato leaves are edible as well. Yes. And I brought a little treat. This I literally just tried today. This is, I was like reading about how, I knew that sweet potato leaves are edible, but I just used them in salads. But I was like, how can I make sweet potato leaves a snack? And I Googled it, and I found this recipe for crispy potato sweet potato leaves oh wow and basically they're kind of they're fried so you can try one of these i've got a little sure um, i want to try it I'm, yeah uh, please i i think they're definitely better with a sauce they kind of just taste like batter but they look cool so well good. yeah i'm i'm i'll usually eat healthy yeah but anything fried is good yeah yeah for sure so let's give these a try <laughs> okay it just tastes like batter basically batter but i like it mm. I think I'm gonna have know, another yeah, one. Yeah, please. They're 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 to share. I think you know my my first time trying everything. I want to go like as simple as possible. So this only has a little pepper in it. Mm-hmm. I think seasoning would help a lot, and then I think some kind of sauce or like something to dip in would be really good. I would say definitely a sauce. Mm-hmm. I would go with probably like a red sweet chili sauce mm, or something oh, yeah. like that. Good idea. Good to idea. give it a more like kick to it and then balance out the sweet potato too yeah yeah and it was really easy to do so i might try this again as you know as another way and it, maybe if i don't get enough tubers this year i'll um i'll uh do the roots so yeah i'm gonna have another one of those too yeah there yeah i mean i like it i actually yeah. like it yeah. i mean no, that, well good that's that, <laughs> thank you that's good yeah i literally i pulled these off of the i i still have two the two uh, plants that I was growing the slips from in my window, but I don't, I'm don't. i not planting anymore, so I just pulled these leaves off literally from my kitchen this morning. So that was a fun oh, way to cool. use this plant. Mm. It's really good. Um, but yeah, like a sweet, I would say like a sweet chili sauce or even some kind of like a horseradish. Oh, yeah. Type also of sauce, a great idea. Like to give it like that balance, that yeah. contrast. It needs some sharpness because it's yeah. just like this kind of fried yeah. flavor uh, yeah that's a great point uh, on the note of the slips for audience you've never planted sweet potatoes before you don't plant seeds to grow sweet potatoes you grow what is called the slip which is essentially just like a little stem and how you grow them is you put the sweet potato half like suspend it half in water with some toothpicks and then eventually these little stems come out all over it and when you peel those off and you plant the stem in the ground it starts a new plant and so it's kind of a fun way to propagate and it's an easy way to propagate yourself because you just save the potato all winter keep it in a cool dry place and then you you grow it in the summer and it's fun to have these sweet potatoes in the window and you can also pull the leaves off and use them when you need them so that was fun yeah i love these leaves i'm gonna try that yeah next year because i didn't grow any sweet potatoes this year but i'm definitely gonna try it um yeah i'm definitely gonna try it cool well i'm glad you enjoy this um Moving on, one thing on the podcast I, I always talk about, I think it's what I, uh, one of the things I'm fascinated about plants, I loved learning about the names of a plant and how the names got to be. And um, sweet potato is interesting. It's, sweet potato's scientific name is Ipomea batatas. Oh, wow. And batatas is, uh, from my understanding, it is a Taino word for sweet potato. So when, you know, Europeans first in, you know, engage with Taino people, they were growing sweet potatoes there, and uh, the word was batata. So the the understanding is that the word potato is a mixture of batata and the Quechua word for the other potato, which is papa. So they did pa and batata, and it became patata, which became potato. But that's interesting because that means that sweet potato is the original potato. It was the first potato that, like, you know, 
uh, Westerners encountered, and its name is more potato-like, but somehow it became the sweet potato, and the other potato became known as potato, which I, I don't know quite how that happened, but I thought that was interesting. <laughs> yeah, that's, um, that sounds interesting. Uh, another interesting thing about um, sweet potatoes, and if you grow them, you might have recognized this, I think most people don't, that Ipomea, the genus is the morning glory genus and sweet potatoes are in the morning glory they're related to morning glories and if you think about the vines the vine looks similar to like the morning glory. exactly they just don't really i think they can flower i think it's rare now um the ones that are bred for tubers i've never seen flowers but they can flower and i think the flower looks somewhat similar but but yeah the vine and the leaf is almost exactly like it and that's because they're super close related uh, most morning glories don't have tubers like like sweet potatoes, and a lot of them aren't edible. But the sweet potato is, and it's in the same family, which I thought was quite interesting. Um, oh, so I was saying it was the first potato. In fact, there was I forget the you, you can look this up, uh, listener. But the uh, there was some like botanist back in the day, and he called the sweet potato the common potato, and then the potato potato he called that the bastard potato <laughs> wow <laughs> which <is> like <laughs> which i guess if you first know the sweet potato and then you have this non-sweet potato maybe you're like Ugh. anyway i thought that was pretty interesting I mean, that, I mean it makes sense when you when you when you think about it yeah 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 um so um i was looking into the nutrition and they're they're very nutritious energy dense food when it comes to to like uh, other things their beta carotene is like off the charts like the beta carotene is like something like six times more than the daily like they're really really good for that also vitamin a and vitamin b5 which is cool and then i i, I pulled the, I, I mentioned this chart in my episode that was talking about sunchokes i found in this book that was like comparing sunchokes and how uh what their yield is and in and based off of uh calories per meter square and um, sweet potato is number three. Corn is number one. Then Jerusalem artichoke slash sunchoke, and then sweet potato is number three for producing calories in the most small space. So both of our experiences of growing like a massive <laughs> amount of food uh, is true. So that's that's that. Um, and then the the last the last thing I wanted to talk about with sweet potato is a number of years ago, my wife and I traveled to New Zealand. And we saw sweet potatoes all over the place there on all the menus. And we went to a few like um, like places that serve traditional Maori food, and sweet potato was like a center of that. And I started looking into it and Googling it and, and realizing that uh, the sweet potato has been throughout Polynesia going back a long time, so pre-European contact. Okay. And it's this really interesting piece of evidence of how connected the Polynesians were to the Americas and that this American plant the sweet potato is spread all through all these little islands you know all the way over to New Zealand which is really far away and all that was there you know pre any European contact um, which I find super fascinating in fact the the Maori word for sweet potato is kumara and there is a very similar word in Quechua and Aymara which are to South American language, which is like Kumar and Kumara. So, okay. so like, <laughs> and it's really interesting, like, linguistic thing where, like, that, I think that's how they first realized this happened. They're like, wait, these people way over here call it Kumara, and these people over here call it Kumara, and it's the same plant. So it, it's it's just clear evidence of this, of this global trade happening before the global trade that we all accept as, like, the first. And I think, I think what, for me, 
sweet potato is one thing I'm, I'm trying to do in every episode is think about what lesson plants have to teach me and I think with sweet potato it's a little bit about thinking about making sure that you question common wisdom yes. common wisdom can be right but it also can be wrong and sometimes sometimes it's obviously wrong because when you when you think about when you, if you see a sweet potato in somewhere in Polynesia, of course you should understand that there was trade between these peoples, but yes. the common <laughs> knowledge of the dominant culture here is like, no, we're the ones who do that, right? And so I think sweet potato has this nice lesson of like, it's this thing, it's a food, it's there, it's spread, and it shows it shows the ingenuity of people, and and it just reminds me to like question what the common knowledge is. So that's, that's what I got from sweet potato. Oh, cool. I do just have one thing to add. Sure. I think you should juice your sweet potato. It is the most incredible juice I ever had in my life. Um, It almost destroyed my um, juicer because I didn't chop it up in little pieces. But I would say try some sweet potato juice and juice it down. Interesting, yeah. And mix it with like a pear or something to give it a little bit more sweetness to it. Mm. But I believe you will love sweet potato juice well thanks i am definitely going to try that so thanks for that and thanks for joining me on the show oh thank you i had a, a pleasure this is great i like being in the elements yeah it was i'm nervous but i'm here <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah thanks thank you where you going bill sweet potato hill sweet potato hill so where are you going, Lil? Sweet Potato Hill. Sweet Potato Hill. I want a ticket to Sweet Potato Hill. Sweet Potato Hill. Sweet Potato Hill. I want a ticket to Sweet Potato Hill. G-A, G-A, G-A. I've got a sweetie in Sweet Potato Hill. Sweet Potato Hill. Sweet Potato Hill. I've got a sweetie in Sweet Potato Hill. G-A. One more thing about turmeric before we go. I was thinking about how Kimani said he mixes black pepper with turmeric to make it more potent. And I was curious about the science behind that. So I did a little bit of research. And it turns out it has to do with two molecules, one called curcumin and one called piperine. And those are, uh, curcumin is the main active molecule in Turmeric and piperine is the main active molecule in black pepper. And the way those two work together is super fascinating. I found this uh, scientific article from 1998 that is called The Influence of Piperine on the Pharmacokinetics of Curcumin in Animals and Human Volunteers. And long story short, the curcumin in turmeric has poor bioavailability, so it doesn't stick around for very long because the liver is really good at metabolizing it. However, piperine is a known inhibitor of that activity in the liver. And so when you take them together, the turmeric is available for longer. And this paper says that the bioavailability was increased by 2,000% when black pepper was mixed with turmeric. So... I thought that was super fascinating. I thought I would share with you. I'll link that paper in the show notes. And that's it. 
My guest on this episode of Rootbound was Kimani Anku. Kimani is a global garden coach, and you can find him on Instagram at Gardening and Beats, and also on the internet, gardeningandbeats.com. Rootbound is hosted by me, from Sweet Potato Hill, Steve Ellington. Music by Christian Krigascota. Fake ads by David Lani. Rootbound is a podcast about plants for when you're stuck inside, but if you can go outside, perhaps you could plant some tubers, or rhizomes, or corms, or bulbs, any of those. An aggregate of droplets. <laughs>